0: My life before Katrina, it was just... Living in New Orleans a good thing, you know. Nothing like living in New Orleans.
1: In August of 2005, Medea Gabriel was a nurse at Memorial Medical Center. She worked in the neonatal intensive care unit, the NICU for short. It's the place in the hospital for sick or premature babies. And everyone who I've spoken to about Medea, her friends and family, co-workers and parents of babies, they said that she was an amazing nurse. She loved her job.
0: You were their extension of their family. Um, you were their mom while you were there. We cared for them. We would bathe them, sing with them, rock them to sleep. You could just sit there and get your cuddle time in. So you can't get cuddle time in every job without doing something illegal.
1: <laughs> Medea takes care of people. Almost too much. This is Patrick Jones, Medea's brother. I kind of think she puts her energy into caring for people and caring for her patients because she doesn't have children. Medea and her husband were living next door to Patrick and Medea's mother. Medea's mother was diabetic and had a previous heart attack and stroke. She was getting older and Medea and Patrick worried about her. So they played tag team in taking care of her. Medea also had a new puppy to care for, named Bandit. Now, this whole Medea being caring thing, I'm hammering it in because it's really, really true. You can feel that glow when you're with her. She's warm, she's friendly, she's constantly smiling. After our first interview, she insisted that I join her for family dinner. And it was the best meal I had down in New Orleans. Mostly because Medea served it with a lot of TLC. Ten years ago, Medea was just as caring in her day-to-day life. But Katrina was coming, and everything was about to change, in a big way. This is Resilience, Medea Gabriel's story, brought to you by Good360, a nonprofit organization that distributes donated goods to qualified charities. August 21st marks the launch of its new Disaster Recovery 360 technology platform. I'm your host, Alex kaplan Medea first heard about Katrina, a few days before it was supposed to hit.
0: They say the storm is coming. We're not doing much. It's just another hurricane coming. It was routine. Oh, there's a storm coming. Board up some windows. Get some food. Make sure you have your supplies.
1: Medea's husband and his brothers boarded windows around the house. Her six nieces and nephews were running around, so she thought it would be a good idea to get them out of the way.
0: I'll keep the kids. I'm not doing anything. We'll go to the zoo. Streets are kind of quiet, and so when when we get to the zoo, the parking lot is empty. This is strange. There's usually a lot of people here.
1: The animals had been sheltered, so the zoo was closed.
0: I don't ever remember a time where the animals were put away or taken away for their safety. So this must be a little bit more um, dangerous than it had been previously. So I guess we need to go home.
1: Medea had to work during the storm, but the hospital said the staff could bring their families. They could stay there until the storm blew over. So Medea's husband, brother, and mother started packing. Snacks, flashlights, baby wipes, batteries, meds. They put their puppy bandit in an animal carrier and drove to the hospital. They expected to be back home soon.
0: We were just thinking it was going to be a a little
1: overnight at the hospital and... and maybe two days and come back and check the house (laughs) and go right back to living life in New Orleans. Did not go quite like that. Medea and her family got to the hospital. They dropped Bandit off in a spot where the pets were being held, and they went to the sixth floor. The families were staying in the hospital's brand new waiting room. It had giant floor-to-ceiling windows all along the outer wall. It was kind of hectic. Everyone's stuff was all over the place. But the atmosphere was light. People were listening to the radio, playing cards, and eating their snacks. Medea had to go start her shift at the NICU, so she made sure her family was all settled.
0: Are y'all all right? They said, yeah. <laughs> and said, okay, text me if y'all need something.
1: Medea was scheduled to work from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. throughout the storm, the night shift. And one of her tasks that night was to remove the 16 remaining NICU babies out of the nursery to a room where there weren't windows. Medea and the other nurses spent the first few hours of their shift moving the infants and all the necessary equipment. The route they took passed right by the room where her husband, her mother, and Patrick were staying.
0: That was an opportunity for me to check on my family, and every time I passed, I could see them and wave at them.
1: Medea kept working. Despite having to move the babies, the NICU was running pretty smoothly.
0: Getting ready to feed a baby. It was feeding time. I'm warming milk. And I get a text from my brother. Mom's having chest pain. Oh my God.
1: Some of the other nurses offered to cover for Medea, so she hustled down to check on her mom in the emergency room. Patrick was with her too. The doctors couldn't rule out a heart attack, so they admitted her as a patient. Medea worked through the night in the windowless room that held her babies. She left when an IV went out. She had to go to the old nursery to replace it. She took the same route where she could wave to her family in the waiting room. But as she walked by this time, It was a totally different scene.
0: That same waiting room that was lit up before, bustling with people, doing their own thing, now it was black, desolate, and there was these two big gaping holes in the window right in the waiting area.
1: The storm had made landfall earlier that morning. The winds had reached 140 miles per hour that night. The force was so strong, that those huge sturdy glass windows completely shattered. It looked like someone had just taken a pair of scissors and randomly snipped out part of the glass. The families were moved to a different area.
0: When that happened, I, I, I kinda knew that we were in a serious situation.
1: Later that morning, the weather improved. The storm had passed. Medea's husband told her that he wanted to survey the damage to her mother's house. So he took their puppy, bandit, got in his car, and left the hospital. Medea's shift was over, but her next one was coming up in a few hours. She was exhausted, so she went to sleep in the nurse's quarters.
0: I woke up suddenly. The room that I had gone to sleep with, 40 other women, was now down to three women.
1: Medea found one of the nurses who left the room. The nurse told her that there was water coming into the city. Medea called her husband in a panic to warn him. He was already on his way back to the hospital. He left Bandit at his brother's house, which wasn't damaged by water, and had a couple other dogs staying there. He'd also seen Medea's mother's house. The flooding hadn't reached it. Medea looked outside the building onto the streets below.
0: Everywhere you looked, there was water. As far as you can see, there was water. You didn't know which way it was coming from and where it was going. We watched a car go from water to the bumper, to the dashboard, to over the car. By nighttime darkness, the water had come up to as high as the the tops of the stop signs. And I'm shorter than a stop sign, so it's pretty high for me.
1: Medea knew they were in trouble, and there was only one solution.
0: Are we going to evacuate the babies? How are the babies going to get where they got to go?
1: Nursing supervisors told the nurses that the babies would be evacuated by helicopter.
0: We got into a mobilization mode. We need to get these babies ready to go to another hospital.
1: The helipad hadn't been used in 10 years. And tiny, fragile NICU babies don't belong in a helicopter. But the babies needed to get somewhere safe. And it was Medea's job to help them get there. Resilience, Medea Gabriel's story, is produced by me, Alex Kaplman, with help from Erica Kramer and Rachel Hammerman. Audrey Quinn is our editor. The mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder provided our theme music, with additional music supplied by BWN. This episode was mixed by Anne Pope. Good360 is a non-profit organization that distributes donated goods to qualified charities. August 21st marks the launch of its new Disaster Recovery 360 technology platform. Disaster Recovery 360 will revolutionize the way goods are distributed following disasters. It'll ensure that critically needed goods are distributed to the right place at the right time in the immediate aftermath of a disaster. And also during the months that it takes for a community to rebuild and recover. Find out more at good360.org slash podcast. We'll see you next week with a new episode.